Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron here, New Life Pentecostal Church, Albany, Georgia. Hope you're having a great day in Jesus. We're going to be looking today at Jebusite gutters. Now, those of you that have read the Bible about uh, the blind and the lame that are abhorred of David's soul and the Jebusites making fun of David that they he couldn't even get to the gutters, you know, blind and lame in the gutters, uh, this insult, well, there's actually some archaeological background for this. <laughs> and we may look at just the ancient city of Jebus uh, in particular as well, not just the Jebusite gutters, because it's seemingly synonymous with Jerusalem. But Jebusite gutters, this is something I wrote for the Premier Study Bible, page 453. It says these gutters are associated with the large walls of that time. This lends much insight into the biblical narrative of the attack by David and his men, led by Joab against the Jebusites. Remember, that's how Joab got to become commander of, the, of David's armies. The Jebusites were oblivious to the reality of David's attack due to the situation of the gutters in relation to the walls. So they just assumed they, their walls were in penetrable. Many people do that today. Now, a lot of people today say that Jebus and Jerusalem was never named Jebus and all this, and they get that from the various archaeological descriptions of Jerusalem, Shalem, mentioned in many non-biblical sources in the second century B.C., but read one thing here, Theophilus G. Pinches has noted a reference to Yabusu, which he interpreted as an old form of Jebus on a contract tablet that dates to 2200 B.C. Now, by the way, there's fascinating Jebusites mentioned in scripture such as Melchizedek and Aruna. But I wanted to read today about some classical rabbinical perspectives more on these Jebusite gutters because it is fascinating to me. And so this is from Wikipedia. It says, according to classical rabbinical literature, the Jebusites derived their name from the city of Jebus, the ancient Jerusalem, which they inhabited. These rabbinical sources also argue that as part of the price of Abraham's purchase of the Cave of the Patriarchs, Cave of Machpelah, you remember that, which lay in the territory of the Jebusites, the Jebusites made Abraham grant them a covenant that his descendants would not take control of Jebus against the will of the Jebusites. And then the Jebusites engraved the covenant into bronze. Now, this is all going to play an important part of Jebusite gutters, so we'll just continue. The sources state that the presence of the bronze statues are why the Israelites were not able to conquer the city during Joshua's campaign. The rabbis of the classical era go on to state that King David was prevented from entering the city of Jabus for the same reason, and so he promised the reward of captaincy to anyone who destroyed the bronzes, Joab performing the task and so gaining the prize. Now, I'm not sure that's what happened, but I did want to give you this perspective. The covenant is dismissed by the rabbis of having been invalidated due to the war the Jebusites fought against Joshua. But nevertheless, David, according to the rabbis, paid the Jebusites the full value of the city, collecting the money from all the Israelite tribes so that the city became their common property. In reference to 2 Samuel 5, 6, which refers to a saying about the blind and the lame, 
Rashi quotes a Midrash, which argues that the Jebusites had two statues in their city, with their mouths containing the words of the covenant between the Abraham and Jebusites. One figure, depicting a blind person, represented Isaac. The other, depicting a lame person, represented Jacob. One other fascinating factoid is the politicians Yasser Arafat and Fasel Husseini, among others, have claimed that Palestinian Arabs are descended from the Jebusites in an attempt to argue that Palestinians have a historic claim to Jerusalem that precedes the Jewish one, similar to the more common Palestinian Arab claim that they are descended from the Canaanites. So that is interesting as well. The late John Hopkins University professor, William F. Albright, very famous in archaeological circles, questioned the surprising tenacity of the myth of the unchanging East, rejected any assertion of the continuity between the folk beliefs and practice of the modern peasants and nomads in pre-Arab times. I will tell you that uh, tradition lives long in the Mideast. But the Jebusite gutters, this is just another archaeological fact and discovery that the Bible is true even in its incidental details, even in things that it just kind of mentions. The Bible is 100% true. If it's true down to the most minute details, it's true in the big pictures as well. Never been invalidated, never been disproven, tried to be, but never. Assertions aren't evidence. Uh, statements of fact are not facts themselves. They are merely statements. And so, the Bible's true. Let God be true. Every man a liar. Jebusite cutters. God bless you. Have a great day in Jesus. Check us out on YouTube, Facebook, uh, newlifeofalbany.com website. Uh, look at our library of others in biblical archaeology today. Share it with a friend. God bless. We love y'all. Talk with you later. Bye.